East High. Hello, Wildcats. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. My name is Tyler. And Tyler, how and, exciting. And Condra. And oh, yes, we have another returning champion. You know him from this podcast, or maybe you took a dive into the Blake and Sal show. It's Blake. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Long time no talk. I know. <laughs> It's yeah, such... it's nice to have these people that you see once a year to, to talk on a podcast. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's funnier because I took the year off on our next podcast because I haven't seen a lot of you guys. <laughs> I took the year off, so it's like a nice to see everybody. Yay. Yeah, reunion tour, yeah. yeah. We're so glad to have stolen you on your year off. Yeah, you guys, you guys in that minute are the only ones that have kind of grabbed me and got me to come on their show, so there you go. <laughs> yes. Well, we do have a very important minute here to talk about. This is minute 57 of High School Musical 3 senior year. Minute 57 starts out with the car hood continuing to open and then slam shut whilst the boys are singing, We Can Rock. And the minute ends with them singing, They're the Ones That Make the Rules. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I've I've kind of stolen the uh the the line of humor from the Doughboys podcast which is just saying the word wow to anything that happens mm. because I, I was also doing this with the phrase so true but you never had a podcast. bestie on the end <laughs> Yeah, I'll start doing so true bestie for everything that you say on the podcast. Right. Great. That feels a little bit too sarcastic. So So Blake, let's get this this on on track. Can you tell us a little bit about your history with High School Musical Three senior year? Absolutely. I actually started in theaters um, when it came out. Nice. Yes, yes, I started like the first <laughs> week or second week it came out um, with my wife and a couple of friends, and we had a blast. <laughs> Absolute blast in the theater. It was so much fun. So that's so cool. I think you're the first person we've talked to this season that saw it in theaters. So. Yeah, we definitely planned around it. So, like, we saw the date, and we're like, we have to get tickets, we got to go. And we were really, really excited going in, so. So it came out on October 24th. So do you think you saw it, like, on Halloween? Like, you guys decided <laughs> not to see a horror movie? You decided to see... I'm a horror movie person, so that doesn't do anything to me. <laughs> I prefer a good musical over a horror movie any day. So <laughs> this is how I am. So I'll start this. This is one of those things where it's like my wife had a, had a massive thing for Zac Efron. And we get a chance to see the movie on a big screen. Let's go. Let's have some fun. So, and then I, I, you'll have to forgive me, but you chose to be here for this specific scene. I, you know what's funny when when me and Sandra were talking. The funny part is we, I picked these minutes before High School Musical two, because I'm like, let's pick these like you did random songs, and I'm like, why not? Let's just have some fun randomly. Have some fun here of Zach and freaking Corbin Blue just dancing and having a good time. And then I'll be watching the minutes and come out like, wow, it's just a lot of dancing. <laughs> I didn't realize how much dancing <laughs> But there is some pr- pretty iconic icon- iconography in these next two minutes. So. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I said iconic you, twice, basically. There. You said iconography was iconic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> so, yeah, they're doing an epic battle against this semi-sentient car. Sure. <laughs> without ever hitting the car, which I think is impressive. <laughs> I, I'd love to know the rehearsal for this. Like, where they were told, we're going to just randomly do a fight scene with a car. 
no context, nothing to it. Like, there really is no point to any of this, but it's just for fun. We're going to do this. Well, they're also waving around these, like, rod sword type things. And as they approach the car, they sort of um, clash the swords against each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, are you teaming up against the car or are you fighting each other? It's like you don't see Obi-Wan and Anakin cross their lightsabers and then go fight Count Dooku. <laughs> like, that is true. But at the same time, I know, like, there's always that joke where, like, the, I think it's the Ghostbusters don't cross the streams. I think this feels like we're going to cross the streams <laughs> in the fun of it. <laughs> I, I like the the poses that they get in when they're about to fight the uh, the car. Zac Efron does like the lean and then the sort of perpendicular sword. And then they, they kind of look like they're doing Jedi poses, although I guess those are just sword poses in general. Yeah. Ninja poses. They're continuing on the ninja theme. Exactly. They can't really do Star Wars stuff. They don't Disney doesn't own them yet at this point. So <laughs> Yeah. Soon, we can though. rock. We can shock anytime we like. Anytime we like. Uh, so maybe they are electric swords. We don't know what they did when they were younger. We don't know what they played with. Like we, 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 <laughs> yeah, maybe they were. Maybe there were some Pugsley and Wednesday. They were just electrocuting each other. Or it could be like a, a superhero kind of thing where they have like electric powers. Like there you storm. go. Perfect. Wow. Do you think it was Chad or Troy that had the electric powers? Probably, probably, um, probably Chad because remember Troy had the cape up in the. Up but in the that chaos, was Chad's so. cape. Oh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. I never believed that. <laughs> I was I was making an oblique reference to um a sort of um meme about black characters always having electricity powers and no one really being sure why that is. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. I I got you because there was Electro in the newer Amazing Spider-Man movies, and Storm. Yeah. True. It, yeah, it's just a, it's just a thing for some reason. People can't figure out if it's racist or not, or just pigeonholing. But anyway, I Actually, I do Miles like Miles Morales also has electric yep, powers. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, I'm and like Storm. Going... St- no, I know. I'm just like going through it. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> the light bulb went off on that one. That was funny. It's just like you see yeah. mindset just go through. <laughs> I just, I really love the new Miles Morales books by Jason Reynolds. They're just so good. But we're not here to talk about books. We don't read on this podcast. I do. I canonically well, read on this podcast. I'm reading subtitles. Does that count? <laughs> Yeah, Tyler, <laughs> reading is anything. Actually, we're going to be reading soon on the podcast when we cover the Percy Jackson show. So anyway. Yeah. So they fight the car without hitting the car. <laughs> and they win by shutting the hood. Why do you think this is, though? Why do you think they don't hit the car? They probably want, don't want to cause more damage. So it has something to do with it. <laughs> and they have to do something with this car in the next minute, too. So I bet they had to save the car for that. Ah, uh, classic screenwriting advice. Save the car. You're right. <laughs> I was also using the logic that really it, it's in their head, but at the same time, they're still really fighting this car, even though it's not really coming to life. Is this for us? So technically, they don't want to touch the car because they're not really supposed to be here this late. At the end of the day, they're really not supposed to be here, even though they were told to lock up. So they don't want to damage anything for real. <laughs> I was going to say either diegetically or non-diegetically, like they're not supposed to hit the car one because it would make noise and we're in the middle of a song. Mm. 
Good point. Good point. You just don't want to have like clang, clang in the middle but of your. But they're clanging the um, their swords <laughs> together, so that's not making any sense. Yes. So, <laughs> and then the other reason is maybe they're not supposed to hit the car because it's loud in the junkyard, or because they would damage the car, and Mister Riley would I don't know come up and and gently punch them on the shoulders. Don't do that. Yeah, I, I'm more, I was leaning more towards it might be damaging the car. That's more where I'm leaning. So, I think they could get called for trespassing, though. Yeah, I mean they're they're talking about how they're going to wake up the neighborhood, but here here they have to be quiet so they don't they don't disturb they don't anyone. Actually, wake up the neighborhood. <laughs> so they're the they're the best, no doubt, doing it like we used to do. <laughs> I really liked that. Like those two. I, I've been enjoying these, like, one line, and then one of them just sings a little bit of the next line. Well, they sing to be a superhero again. Mm-hmm. But then, but Troy but then sings they, it this time. Not but they, then they don't rhyme it. Well, they don't rhyme it with Will Smith and Bobby De Niro. We've talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, they, but then it doesn't rhyme at all. Corbin just says, pedal to the metal. So it's like, I guess... Don't pigeonhole yourself into saying the su- the superhero line if you're not going to come up with any rhymes for it. I I I this is it's weird. It's a weird. You're right. I didn't even think about the rhyming situation here at all. I didn't even click that there's no rhyme here at all. It doesn't matter that much. <laughs> That's not what this song is about. No, this song is about well, this is this is literally just meant for the females watching that just want to watch the two of them dance. That's pretty much what this is for. It's nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> I think this is a big appeal for like young boys too, though that they get this cool, like oh yeah, it's a good point. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know boys like cars and superheroes. See, my son and loved sword this because my son loved this sequence because we watched this movie one time. I had it on in the background cleaning, and he came in and I was watching it, and like he just sat, got into it. He got into it because he really was enjoying yeah. it, and he loved this sequence because there was no more females. It was just the guys having a good time, just playing around. I think he just enjoyed that. Good point. It's a very valid point on your part. But again, being in the movie theater, there was this constant female screaming during this song. Because it was <laughs> I could, yeah. I mean, they're doing the posing throughout. They've got the the cool dance moves. It's Zach's got this feast. headband on, which makes his hair do different things. It's kind of a feast for the eyes for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not quite a feast for the ears, but a feast for the eyes. I enjoy all the dancing they do after they defeat the car by closing the hood. I like that that's how they defeat the car, too. Like, they just close so, the hood. So, yeah, they like they climb onto the, the roof of the car, and then they just step onto the hood, and with their weight, close it. They didn't. It wasn't like a fight. They just stood on it. Well, actually, I had paused my video on this side. Literally, I had him in midair flying off the car. It was a fantastic pause. I'm like, unintentional. <laughs> oh, that would have been really cool, though. That would have been very, like... I feel like Chad did that in summertime, where he, like, did a big jump transition kind of thing. Yeah, I think that is an iconic moment of High School Musical too. So, after they take care of the car, they have, like... Five to ten seconds of unimpressive dancing, and then they start doing some really impressive, like break dancing. Yeah, <laughs> in sync with each other, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Watching this now, I'm like, I, first of all, I, I'm impressed by the fact that they had to rehearse this 
and they rehearsed this so well. Like, it's insane the hard work they put in, the two of them, to do this. But also, as characters, how often have they done this for fun but never wanted to admit to anybody that they enjoyed doing this? Because <laughs> their whole argument in the first movie was that Chad doesn't want him to do this theater. And all that. But the two of them have, like, choreographed dance sequences. Like, obviously, they've been doing this for way longer than they want to admit. <laughs> Yeah. So you're saying that Troy and Chad play in the junkyard, but then they also practice their dance skills in the junkyard? Oh, they've been doing this since they were kids. Like, a whole point of the song is that they're doing stuff since they were kids. They may have been doing this, and then Chad got too uh, grown up for it anymore. But they used to do dancing and all kinds of stuff, fun stuff when they were younger. And that's just what this is true. Especially breakdancing. Like, that was such a phenomenon that, like, they would totally have been in on. Exactly. Well, it reminds me of my old theory, which is, you know, in my opinion, supported by the text about West Side Story, which is like, you know, these kids shouldn't fight because they're actually all just good at dancing. And if they could just realize that they had a shared interest and could just dance together, they would all be happy. It's, it's funny about West Side Story. My grandmother always joked that that movie was just a bunch of grown men dancing and she just enjoyed it because the fights made no sense. <laughs> it made no sense to her, but it was just a bunch of dancing. She loved it, though, but she always made fun of it. Yeah, the whole point is that the fights are just dancing. Exactly. It's hysterical. <laughs> that's, that's, that's theater kids doing stage choreography. That's, that's, what, what more could you want? You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. So we get a little bit of a not, a, not a breakdown yet, but a sort of bridge between sections of the song. Again, this song seems like it would be hard to sing along to because it sort of doesn't have a a consistent structure, per se, other than when it says, the boys are back, the boys are back. So you say you say it's not a sing-along song, but we were I was at a um, Disney event earlier this year. We went to a Disney DJ event, that touring DJ DJ thing that's been going on this year. Yeah, we went, yeah, to, yeah. We went to it here at the Rave in Milwaukee, and this is one of the songs they played. And you'd be surprised how many people know all the damn words of this song for no real reason whatsoever. It is amazing <laughs> to me. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, you know, I think if like any song, if you listen to it enough times, like. You know all the words to one week, and that's got some not that is a necessarily very valid easy point. sing-along songs, Ty. That, that it impresses my son Do every time I sing that damn song, by the way, on the radio. I, <laughs> I still don't know all the words to one week, though. That's the thing. Actually, the only reason I know all the lyrics is because when I saw it live, they did a bluegrass slower version. So I have that version live, and I've learned all the lyrics from the slower version. That's why I learned all those lyrics. Nice. We're talking about the Bare Naked Ladies song one week, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Play that part. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go to, gotta see the show because you know the vertigo's gonna blow because it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. Like it's hard to parse. But anyway, we're talking about the boys are back. I could see that being played played at a rave though because it's very much a dance song. Yeah. True. By the way, for those who actually want to have some fun, if that Disney dancing rave thing is coming to your town, go. We had a blast that night. It was such a great night. Disneyland is also doing a Disney Channel after hours event in March. And I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) they advertised it with like, hey, Wildcat. So I was like, it's me. Hello. (laughs) I wish I didn't live so far away. Actually, you just say Wildcats. I was into. We went to um the um the Disney 100 exhibit that's going on in um Chicago. I yeah, I saw it, it was, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we went to the one in Chicago. It was like the first night. It was the day after Thanksgiving. We went to it. It was a lot, it was really cool. 
but they had a whole area that was like here's the tribute to high school musical it was actually yeah. here, here's the whole section <laughs> of it. here's like a jersey here's like the jacket and like things like that that was pretty cool so like yeah I pictures of that i got to see the basketball in the yearbook yeah i got we got the so. we, got, we got the jacket which was a nice surprise nice. and the other things that was pretty cool so in this breakdown a little bit they're saying all the things that they could do and one of them is to save the girl and there's this silhouette <laughs> of a of a girl. I was waiting for this. Like, where where did this silhouette come from? I was waiting for Classic this damsel in distress, like fainting pose, almost. But again, who's this fantasy. random? It's a boy's fantasy. Yeah, so this go with is, it. Yeah, it's not any silhouette of any of the the main cast of characters that I recognize. That's the thing. I'm like trying to figure out who this is. I'm like, and also they're not, not even in the dance sequence later. Not even, it's just literally for this freeze frame. We don't see a girl in the dance sequence. So, like, Which I love. Like, yeah, Condra love it, loves though. it. Condra doesn't like it when when women's faces are on screen. She only wants to see their silhouettes. No, but I think it's a really fun because it kind of plays with their. They did that shadow sequence earlier. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Playing into like their James Bond right now. Like they're sneaking <laughs> and solving a mystery and doing adventure. It's. I really like all the imagery in this because it does feel like childhood fantastic while also having this like elevated coolie edge. Exactly. Exactly. When you put together what the song is about, it's really just them trying to remember who they were. So they're literally reliving a lot of the stuff they did when they were kids. And this is something they probably did a lot. They probably ran around like doing mysteries and having fun like this as best friends. And this is something they used to do. So there's not some random woman in the junkyard who's like... Yeah, either trapped there or trying to trick the boys. And there's not there's not some siren who's going to capture the boys in in the middle of the night by pretending that she needs to be saved. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> the boys eventually sort of run around the corner and they're back at the office um, trailer thing where Mister yeah. Riley originally came out of. But noticeably, or maybe not noticeably. Troy's truck isn't in that immediate vicinity anymore. They sort of had to clear it out to make room for them to run around in. Yeah, the dream sequence takes precedent over reality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, this is a fantasy dance sequence, so the car is, is in the way at the end of the day. They sort of run up this leaning seesaw ledge yeah. and then run to the other side and it tips down. I think everyone's wanted to do that at some point exactly. in their life. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a lot of like wish fulfillment kind of kind of stuff <laughs> happening here. Well, how much of this is like you know, like let's actually have some fun and do something completely different that we don't normally do? What's something you always did as a kid? What's something you wanted to do as a kid? Okay, we'll do it in this song. You know what? I think it's Santa Fe and Newsies. Christian Bale also does a ramp thing. That sounds right. That sounds about right. <laughs> and I'm like, is it? Is it secretly a, a Kenny Ortega thing? Because I'm sure there's one in Descendants. It seems like something that happens in like video game mechanics where like you have to. Yeah. Like it's a very like Mario platformer type thing where you like lean on something and you have to figure out how to balance the correct way. Yeah. I know what happens in It Takes Two, the new, that newer co-op game. Is that a Mario game or just a game no, called It Takes Two? It's an it's another game called It Takes Two. It was like the big co op game of like twenty twenty one, and 
that one had I was just watching another playthrough of it recently and it has so the ramp sequence. So there's a sequel to It Takes Two, It Takes Two Two? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Wouldn't that be um, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't thing... that be It Takes Two again? <laughs> it takes four? Oh, there you no. go. Double, um, double it up. Condra, the other thing that I thought you said I you said it takes two when we have Zach Efron here. I oh, thought you were talking about the hairspray, hairspray. song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a ramp though in hairspray. Well, it's not a Kenny Ortega choreographed show. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, do you just have people hiding in pillars? <laughs> <laughs> you do that for one sequence and you never hear the end of it. <laughs> I <laughs> I wrote down in my notes choreography. Because they start sort of jumping around in between cars. One of them does, speaking of bare naked, le- bare naked ladies one week, one of them does a little bit of a car slide. That's true. They do right yeah. there. Yeah, I have a pause right here. It's perfectly done. <laughs> um, but I think this is more successful than Stephen Page's. <laughs> but Stephen Page is more, is more funny. It really is. <laughs> you know how, how ridiculous the over the top, the behind the scenes of that video is? That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they really they're sort of jumping around, hopping between cars. It's really impressive. Again, a thing that you probably have wanted to always do, but never got the chance to. And also knowing that it's them, it's there's not like it's not like special people doing the dancing. It's the two of them just goofing around and having fun. You can tell, you can see their faces like they're trying not to break character because they're jumping around like kids on cars. Yeah, it's really fun to just see Zach and. Corbin just having a good time on set like it's stuff they're kind of interested in maybe less on Zach's part but like Chad has interest in choreography and they they're just having fun being pals and one of the nice things about this song not being so lyrics or vocal forward is that we don't we're not like looking at their lips being like, oh, they weren't quite lined up lip syncing during that part because it's like, who cares? It's just about watching them exactly. move, yeah. not hearing them sing. So exactly. despite my criticism, it's pretty impressive actually. It's, it's actually way? a good thing. Yeah. It's pretty impressive actually when you put it that way, that they actually pulled off a fast paced song that had difficult lyrics and nobody cares if they're singing along properly or not, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> It, it truly is a feast for the eyes. And it gets even more fanciful in the next minute. <laughs> True. Um, Ooh, a fancy which feast? Is, which is very exciting. So does anyone have anything else specific to this minute? No, I'm good. No? I mean, I mean we've got a lot to talk about in the next minute, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Blake... Yes. Want to plug yourself real quick? I, I guess I should. Um, you can hear me every single Friday on the Lakers House Show with Mark. We have been going exactly. We're ending our ten year anniversary this year. We're right at the end of it. Wow, it's been a crazy year. Um, we've had like we've been doing live shows and special guests, and we've been going. I even brought it. We had a guest on the show that literally hadn't been on the show since like our second week of podcasting in 2013. Recently, so that was really <laughs> cool. But no, it's been a fun, fun year. Ten year anniversary, and we are. Actually, technically, as people are hearing, I don't know what date these are going to be putting up, but if it's right around the Christmas break, we're on our Christmas break, we bank shows, so, like, everything is up. Like, we banked a whole bunch of cool holiday specials and shows for everybody to go enjoy while we're taking a little bit of a Christmas break. So, go enjoy that from us on com and on all podcasting platforms. Wow. You know, Condra, we're, we're, we're closer to the 10-year mark than, I know. than is reasonable. I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, we only have a co- – we're seven years in, like – 
That's wild. Yeah, six or that seven. That's still yeah. an accomplishment. Can so many people stop after like a year? So just going as many movies and as long as you guys have been going is still a massive accomplishment. Yeah. I've always just been proud of like we started podcasting before 2020 when everyone was like, oh, what if I started a podcast? That's the joke. That's been our joke since the pandemic started that we've been doing it before it became cool. Before it became the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always been a joke on the pandemic. Back when podcasting wasn't cool, before Conan invented it. <laughs> well, or, Joe, or the Conan or Joe Rogan? Which one actually invented it? Who takes the credit? <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, Condra, let's, uh, speaking of our own projects, where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram at Amateur Nerds. Or on Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite podcast that started in 2013. I got one. Welcome, and why it's <laughs> not welcome to Night Vale because they started in 2012. Wow. So true. Um, Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our music man, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. I've been Tyler. I've been Blake. And we'll see you next time to find out if. Troy and Chad, keep keep dancing. You can bet on it.